We are in the series Finding Contentment in a Busy Life. Finding Contentment in a Busy Life. Today's message has to do with rest. Rest, God's unused gift by too many. So if you have your copy of God's Word, I would encourage you to turn it. We're going to be briefly reading two short scriptures, the first from Exodus chapter 20 and verse 11, and then we will go to the Gospel of Mark and read chapter 2, verse 27. If you are physically able, I would ask you to stand in honor and reverence of the reading of God's Word today and to prepare our hearts and our minds to receive His Word into our lives. Exodus 20 and 11, as God spoke, giving these commandments to Moses. Verse 11 says, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So there we see a pattern for life that God worked, and then he ceased to work, and he blessed a time or a day of rest, restoration, and reflection. And now we go to Mark, the Gospel of Mark in chapter 2, and I'll just read one verse, verse 27 of Jesus Christ's teaching. And it says, And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not Man for the Sabbath. And all of God's children said, You may be seated. Now from especially Mark 2.27, we see that God gave the Sabbath as a gift to mankind, blessing it. And so we are blessed when we Sabbath properly. Now today, in today's message... Uh, you're going to hear me using the words rest and Sabbath interchangeably. They're the same word. In Hebrew, the term Sabbath means rest. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we are so thankful of all that we have already heard and done today. We thank you for the blessing of this beautiful day of the freedom to assemble in this place of worship with brothers and sisters, friends and family, and to celebrate the rest that we find in you. Lord, we are so reminded as we read these scriptures, as we go about our busy life, many times discontented, of how we need Sabbath, how we need to rest well and properly according to your word. Lord, would you take control of this very feeble and humble servant and bless the rest of this time together and speak to your people. And we will give you the honor, the glory, and praise. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. When we do not Sabbath well, we lose a part of ourselves. The way that we were designed to live, we see that rhythm there in Exodus 20 and in Genesis when God was creating. 
We lose the rhythm to our wholeness. We lose the rhythm to our well-being. And we then lose contentment, which is what this series is dealing with in living how God created and designed us to live. This is God's design for life, and especially for life in those that are called children of God. And so we find in Sabbath-keeping... In rest, we find this, that we work and then we rest. We engage and then disengage. We get involved and then we get uninvolved. We have a time for responsibility, goals and agendas, and then a time to cease from those things. This is to be the rhythm of life that God has designed and blessed. It's interesting to note as I was studying this week that the Greek and the Latin word from where we get our word scholastic means leisure to study. How many of you young people just love school? Yeah, we had one. Bless your heart. Now, Before you young people get on me, I didn't care for school either, but I want to put this in perspective. Leisure to study is what that Latin word means and the root word from the Greek means. Leisure to study. Now, I understand that school can be frustrating at times, but you are at leisure to study and learn. You're not out in the fields working. You're not uh, sweeping the streets. This is unique, actually, to most of history. That you are, at least, in an air-conditioned and heated building and learning and getting and receiving an education. Now, you can hate me later, but it's not been that long ago that nine-year-olds were being shoved down chimneys to clean them out just for a day's food maybe, or a meal. And so the word scholastic means leisure to study in its originality. There are many things that we can only learn from Sabbath. There are things that we can only learn when we are at leisure to study, to rest. And I want to say this, that too many, including myself at times, are missing links in their chain of life today because of the loss of Sabbath or the loss of rest. It's a reason why many are discontented in our world today. Now, not that I believe with this, believe this statement. Many of you that know history knows where this statement comes from, but yet most of us have heard it all of our life. We used to say survival of the fittest, But in today's time, it's really become survival of the fastest. The fastest internet. The fastest schedule wins. And I read in one book where a tip to get more accomplished in one day is to do everything faster. You'll get that later. That was a joke. But it is survival of the fastest in today's time. Whoever has the busiest schedule and the most toys and has more pots in the fire and hands in the cookie jar wins. 
But the problem is with today's society, especially here in America, we have a time sickness. We're not well. And even our children are not well. And we say things like, well, there's not enough minutes in the hour, days in the week, months in the year, or years in life to complete all that we think must be accomplished in our life. But that's not really the problem. We say that, but that's not really the problem. Again, if you look throughout the history of mankind, it's amazing to see how men and women of old literally changed the course of history in less years than we live today. Theologians wrote commentaries and volumes and didn't live to be in their 30s many times. It's not the problem that we need more minutes and more days and more hours and more years. The problem is what we're doing with our time. We work, we worry, we wrangle about until we literally break down and collapse, and then we feel guilty for not accomplishing all the tasks that we thought were so important, and we're made to feel guilty in that way. And I'm not teaching laziness this morning by no means. We have heard many times that idle hands are what? The devil's workshop, and that is true. But beloved, we were made to Sabbath. We were made to rest. Listen, there are things about God that can only be experienced in Sabbath, in rest. Psalm 46 and 10 reminds us, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. There are things about God we only experience when we are still. But I'll take that a step farther. There are things we only find about ourselves until we are still and quiet. Until we Sabbath properly. What makes us tick? We think about where do I really get my cues from? Is it a voice from the past or is it from the Lord? A voice from the present? What are really my cues for life that I do what I'm doing? Why I do what I'm doing? It's in that stillness that we begin to see our limits, our strengths, our weaknesses. And the sad point is, is that we have a chain, we've changed the definition of the abundant life that Jesus Christ promised to us in John 10 10. And you all know I, quote that scripture and spew it out quite frequently from this pulpit. But Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And we've changed the definition of that from understanding that in Christ alone the abundant life comes from resting our soul and our mind and our body in Jesus Christ. We've now changed the definition and we think the abundant life comes from more, more, more. 
Am I seen more? Am I heard more? Am I appreciated more? Is my voice being heard more out there? Am I in this activity? Are people noticing me? What do people think of me? They're doing it, and you know, we joke with our kids about that, and what was the old thing we used to hear, Jason, when we were little, when, when we said, uh, well, everybody's doing it. Well, if everybody was jumping off a building, would you jump off the building? You know, we heard that. But the truth is, parents, we're just as bad. We can be just as bad if we think somebody's kid is being recognized more than ours. We push and we push and we push and we've changed the definition of the abundant life and now many of us are tired, weak, and wrecked. And it's a time sickness that we have. We've done damage to our soul and we're seeing it in the church. We're seeing it in the church greatly. You see, the soul is not a battery that can be quickly jump-starked like a vehicle. And we try in ways to charge our batteries as like we do our phones. We think, if I'll just plug it up a few minutes, I'll get what I need. But it doesn't work that way. Sabbath takes time with conscious, intentional decisions to follow God's lead and live the life that He has designed for us that He has purposed for us to live. To be led by Him in the, if you will, waltz of life, and not by the world's influence. A willingness to rest in Christ, and not just the impulses of the world. Again, Sabbath is God's design. We read that. We know that, most of us here today. And one reason that we are not content in this life, and it is spread to every area of our life, we're not content with our spouses, we're not content with our families, we're not content with our friends, we're not content with our jobs, we're not content with our church, is because we have been shaped by culture and society in most cases, and not the Lord and the life that He has for us. What do we hear? You look this way. You play this way. You live this way. You work this way. Or we have false or unfair expectations that we put upon others and that we put upon ourselves. We have poorly set goals many times. Goals that we have set because we're getting our cues from society and from the culture and not from God and from ourselves we have jealousy and we'll say that you know we'll say are you jealous no nobody ever admits to being jealous hardly right but the truth is our actions prove that we are jealous many times and that's why we continue to put more into our schedule to be in the know to be up to date to be in the group to be in the show We want our kids to have all the same things as everybody else's kids. And and I'm going to say this, sometimes we don't rest because we are just doggone nosy. We want to know what everybody else is doing. And we spend time on the phone being nosy. 
Or what do we do? Sit there mindlessly scrolling on Facebook. Most of it's not going to change our life. Some of it's good. Most of it's garbage. And we're scrolling. People right in front of us, family and friends right in front of us, and we're looking at the scrolling. We're worried about what Ronnie's doing on a Tuesday night, you know? And our family and friends are right in front of us. A lot of it's nosiness. We were made to experience Sabbath that was given to us by God for our benefit, and we Sabbath properly when we choose these things. The first is physical rest. We learn that from God's Word. God designed us for this. And somehow we find value from trying to hide that we ever rest or need to rest. We don't want anybody to know we're resting. As a matter of fact, I've named my bed the Word, so that when you can call me, I'll say, I'm in the Word, brother. (laughs) We don't want anybody to know that we need rest. We're scared to death. That people won't think we work 24 hours a day, 7 days a week because we'll lose value in their eyes if our house isn't as pristine as other houses, our property, our vehicles, our jobs. But we were made for physical rest. We were made to take a day off. And moments of the day And we don't need to be convinced that you're not being productive or made to feel guilty. Again, you look at the people in history's past over the last thousands of years that changed the course of history. They didn't have all the technology and vehicles that we have today. They moved so much slower and lived shorter lives in most cases. And still... Their lives were more productive than many of us who are running to and fro every day, stressed out and worried. God used them to do mighty things. Proper rest actually will make you more productive. And that's even in the ministry. Proper rest will make you more productive. Even you look back through the times of Again, I will just, since I'm a pastor, I'll go to those that were pastors and uh, people of the Reformation. They spent hours and hours in front of their Bible. And many people would think, uh, well, that was a waste of time. There was so much to do. But God used their lives to change the course of history. We were made to rest. And, and I want to say this. You shouldn't feel guilty. Jesus napped. Jesus napped on a boat while a storm was going on. And I don't think Jesus had to, to uh, clarify everything to his disciples. Guys, it's been a hard day. And, and I'm really stressed out. And I, I just need to, and what do we say? I'm going to rest my eyes. That means sleep. I say it too. It means sleep. But we don't even like to say I'm going to sleep because we think that will devalue us in some way. So we say, I'm going to rest my eyes for a few moments. But Jesus didn't do all that. I think he just went and laid down. And it shows us the humanity of Jesus Christ as well. Jesus rested 
There were times he engaged and times he disengaged. So we need physical rest, but we also need spiritual refreshment. We need to spend time in prayer and worship like we're doing today on the Lord's Day. But also, Sabbath isn't just on the Lord's Day. We Sabbath, or should Sabbath, each day, even if it's for a few moments. Now, I don't expect you all to spend as much time in the Word that that I am. I've been called to do that. But you do need to spend time in Sabbath each day for spiritual refreshment. A moment of reading God's Word, of praying and talking to the Lord Jesus Christ. Points during your days in the busyness, and especially on the times that we gather together, we need spiritual refreshment if we're going to Sabbath well or properly. Not only physical rest, but spiritual refreshment. And sadly... When we fill our lives with too much, what's the first thing to go? Church. I don't know how many times I've heard it. I I can't tell you when I've invited someone to church, but that's my only day off, Pastor. That's the only time I have to sleep in. Then something's wrong with your schedule. It's not a problem with God. You need spiritual refreshment, not only on the Lord's Day but also at times throughout each day. But usually even in the day, we're worried about supper being perfect and looking pristine upon the table. So we shove aside our private devotion and worship time. Not only do you need physical rest and spiritual refreshment, but you also, if you're going to Sabbath well, you need mental reflection. Now, this is one that terrifies us in today's society. Because this means we need to be still. And we need to be silent. And we need to do this. Think. And that terrifies most of us if things are quiet. I didn't say it had to be for hours, but you need moments. There was a part where Luther, the great reformer, said there are times when we need to let the birds and the flowers be our theologians. To think about life, to evaluate our life, our life with the Lord over the past few days, to think about if we're in tune with God, in tune with ourselves. To think about our life with the Lord not only over the past few days, but the past few weeks, the past few months. And if we're not quiet and still at times to think, we're doing damage to our soul and we're not evaluating our life. And this is totally irrelevant to the young people today, but the older one, you'll remember the song, Turn Your Radio On, right? And a lot of young people don't know what it's like to sit on a dial and try to tune in a radio, right? Many of us remember what it was like to sit there and you would just try to get it just right to get the station clear. 
so you could hear. And in those times of stillness and mental reflection is when we're tuning in to get a clear reception, to think upon God's faithfulness, to think about our faithfulness to God, to think about our values, our character. And silence and thinking too often terrifies us today. We're scared to death if things get quiet for a few moments. But we need it, and this is part of Sabbath. It's the way that God has designed us for physical rest, for spiritual refreshment, for mental reflection, but most of all, redemptive rest for the soul in Christ Jesus. Of that time when we recognized that we were lost and undone, and we were a sinner in need of salvation, and we heard the gospel story, and the Holy Spirit came upon us, And Jesus Christ spoke to us about our sin and about our guilt and about our shame and about our failures. And we heard in the gospel message how God came in human flesh, God the Son, and He walked among us for 33 years and changed the course of history. And His greatest work was not in the synagogues not making fish and bread multiply, but upon the cross where He bore our sin and our shame and He shed His precious blood for us for the atonement and cleansing of our sins and our soul. And He rose on the third day. He ascended into heaven and He says, I'm coming back. And so even in the worst of days, the worst seasons of life, We find our rest in Jesus Christ. We can say like we sing today, it is well with my soul. Have you found true rest for your soul in Christ, friend? Have you trusted in His redeeming work? Are you still trying to make life work on your own? Are you truly His and He yours? Are you filled with the hope found only in Jesus Christ? See, you were designed for not only physical rest, not only spiritual refreshment, not only mental renewal, but also a redemptive soul rest. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, Jesus Christ. And whoever will believe in Him should have everlasting life. I know this has been used a lot and will continue to use it at times, but we don't know when our last minute will be, do we? If your last minute ended today, do you know where you'd spend eternity? In heaven or in hell? In the presence of God because of Jesus Christ? Or separated from the goodness and grace of God's presence in hell. If you can't say today that you know that for sure, your soul is not at rest. And Christ came to give you that rest, beloved. He is the eternal Lord of the Sabbath, and those are His words. And as a matter of fact, when we see God resting on that seventh day and then speaking to Moses about it on Mount Sinai many years later, 
we see that Jesus Christ actually in the book of Hebrews is the fulfillment of Sabbath. He's the fulfillment of that rest that God took where He ceased. Jesus Christ is our rest and in Him alone. All these things that I've spoken to you today about physical rest, spiritual refreshment, mental reflection, redemptive soul rest, all these are gifts from God in the way that He's designed you to live. That you might find rest and contentment even in a hard, at times bitter, at times cold and busy life. This is God's gift to you. To enter into His rest now and forever. They are gifts for you and for me to receive and to live abundantly with His presence and find contentment even in a busy life. My question to you as we close today is, will you receive it? Does this sound like some silly sermon for somebody else in the pew behind you or in front of you or somebody beside you, or will you take it to heart? That's the only way things are going to change in your life and in the life of your family and in the life of our church, in the life of God's children. When we start taking our cues from the Lord and not from society. And I want to say this too. Think about this for a moment. Even people we love that have spoken to us in our life I want to know, do your cues for the way you live come from your mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, which much of that must be good, or is it coming from the Lord? Will you live in the rhythm of grace or the influence of the world? Do you need wisdom and strength to do so? I'll answer that, yes, I do too. And when we call out to God for help, He will help us. Will you enter into the rest found only in Jesus Christ today by giving your life to Jesus Christ, seeing your need for Him, that you're lost and discontented and your soul is not at rest, will you call out to the Savior, the Lord of the Sabbath, the Lord of rest today? And He is faithful to come to you, my beloved. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Will you enter the haven or the shelter of rest today? He calls to you. He's calling to you today. This message is for each one of us, including myself. And I beg you, don't miss the abundant and contented life that Christ came to give you. Because you're trying to keep up with the culture and society. Father, put us upon the potter's wheel at this time. Mold us, shape us, make us new. Lord, that we may be able to hold the blessings from heaven. To be filled with your goodness and grace. May rest be experienced by each person in this room today through you, Lord Jesus. Move in our midst.
save, strengthen, nurture, help. In Jesus' name, amen.